can I tell you guys an awkward story? I oh, would hope that you always would. Yeah, we've already S- talked about my boner. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I was getting in the elevator, uh, t- just like you know when I got home, and uh, this um, this lady like held the door for me, which was nice. The elevator for me, I was like, oh cool, thanks. She goes, I know, I hate it when that happens. You know, someone just gets in the elevator and shuts the door. I was like, yeah, thanks so much. And I only I only go up to the sixth floor, so it's a quick ride. So she's like, "So how you doing?" I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm good. How are you? Great. I'm uh, about to go do a Bible reading. I'm like, "Oh, she's like, like that you said." That. No, it's <laughs> a bold face lie. And she goes, uh, "You ever been to one of those?" And I just go, "Nope." And then there's just awkward silence. The door opens, and I'm like, "All right, have a good night," and just walked out. And as soon as the door closed, I just went. Ah! I was like, "That was horribly awkward." <laughs> Because she looked at me like I was Bible. going like, oh, no, we're not doing that. Are you going to invite me to it? Because this is my stop. Right. See ya. Like, it was, Have you accepted the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was into your heart? Going on. It was, oh, yeah. It was you were about to get that invite. It was literally an elevator pitch to go to a Bible reading. <laughs> and I was like, nope. And all of a sudden, all that like sincerity and kindness, you know, of her holding the door for me. All of a yeah, sudden, it's like, oh, there's an inferior motive. All of a sudden, it's like, by the way, do you know Jesus Christ? And I was like, <laughs> Doug's just like, he just immediately turns on her just, oh, fuck you. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back down and take my own elevator. I don't need you to hold that for me. Mind Gap Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And oh boy, oh boy, do we have something special for you today. You may you may know him from Butthead. You may know him from The Pool. What? You may know him from Penny Red. What? You may know him uh-uh. from... No, you didn't play with him? No, I'm done with that team. But you, you, were, but you did play with him for the cage match, right? Oh, yeah, so you might know me you from You might Penny know Red. him from the cage match. What? What? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Zach Diamond. Boy, that was an awkward intro. Sorry about that. Wow, huge crowd in this room. We <laughs> got a big crowd in here. Big crowd, big room, big crowd. That's how we do it here at Mind Get Podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, Zach, welcome so much. Thank you might you. know him from Pride Fest. You might. <laughs> you might know him from I was Desperate there. Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> I, you I, might know him from. You might it? know him from I, Monk. I mean, I suppose all things are possible. <laughs> if we're talking, I like might what, have walked through a shot. I, I don't I know. Like, if we're doing multiverse, any of that's yeah. possible. Right, there right? you go. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, that's 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 a thing. Yeah, we're broadcasting. I mean, this is just this is yeah. These are radio waves. <laughs> <laughs> they are radio waves. I mean, eventually they're going to hit some alien spacecraft, right? <laughs> going to another dimension. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, Zach, according to your uh, <laughs> your Wikipedia page, um, you were born. Where were you born? I didn't read the Wikipedia page. Well, according to my Wikipedia page, I was born in Aurora, Colorado. Oh, nice. Uh, which is true. <laughs> <laughs> they got something right finally. I edited that. Thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was born in Colorado. Um, I, uh, you guys want the quick tour? Yeah, yeah give us the could, tour. Yeah. Okay, uh, so I was born in Colorado. Um, we moved to uh, Hong Kong when I was uh, about four. No shit. Yeah, we lived there for two and a half years. Uh, my dad is, uh, well, at the time he was a producer for uh, Fox Sports. Oh, wow. Um, Fox Sports Rocky Mountain, which is this cool jacket that, that you yeah. always see me wearing. <laughs> nice. Um, and so they wanted to open like a, 
sports broadcasting uh, channel in Asia. Awesome. So they they were like, anybody want to do it? And my dad was turns to my mom and was like, this could be cool. My mom was like, yeah, you only get to live in Hong Kong once. That's awesome. And so, yeah. That's, that's literally a rule. You only get to live there once. <laughs> that's like a pretty big extradition law. Yeah. Um, for a long time, just one child, and then, yeah, you, you, you only get once, to live there once. When you're yeah. done, when you yeah. move out, you're done. That's get it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, we moved away from there when I was seven. Uh, my older brother and I lived there <clears throat> with uh, with my parents. Uh, and, and then as we left, on the way out, we picked up a sister uh, from China. Nice. Uh, adopted a, a sister from China. I love uh, the way you put that. On the way out. <laughs> on the way out. We, we were stopped leaving. by the gift shop on we, the way out. That's past the duty-free Literally shop, how it yeah. was. I mean, we, we were in Hong Kong, and then we just, like, went to China and then kind of went home. Because um, <laughs> at the time, Hong Kong was uh, British. Gotcha. Ah, yes. Okay. 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 Um, and then in, I think, 97, it was transferred back over to Chinese rule. Gotcha. Um, I mean, if... if uh, um, Rush hour. I was, like, I was like, I knew you were going to rush. I was yeah. like, he's going to say rush hour. I'm like, yeah. I'm ready to go. He's going to say rush hour. <laughs> For some reason, I totally blamed on the movie. I was like, dragon? Will you Into the dragon? No. Promise me that if that happens again, you just shout it. And I just want to know that you are so confident about what he's going to I was gonna like, say. I, he's going to say it. I know it. I can feel it. We, we got that. Oh, we're connected. There's no mind gap between you two. <laughs> Never! Boom! <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. That's we're as good up. as we're going to get. Thank you, Zach. Uh, yeah, moved home. Um, and then uh, when I was 15, we moved to Minnesota, uh, and I went to school. I went to high school and college in Minnesota. And then after I graduated, uh, I moved uh, to Arizona. Nice. To Phoenix for a year where I worked as a translator for the Milwaukee Brewers for awesome. their uh, spring training facility. And then um, I, I worked translate? as an intern, but that was my title. <laughs> okay. But uh, the job that I did was was largely translating. And um, What did you translate? Binary. Uh, Spanish. Binary. Cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, they got a lot of minor league players that are coming from uh, Venezuela and the Dominican Republic and stuff like that. So. Um, oh, I didn't say. After I went to college, I lived in Peru for a little while. Awesome. Um, and that's what gave me the Spanish skills to be able to do that. That's anyway, I moved to Phoenix, and then I moved uh, here after seeing Matthew McConaughey's speech at the Academy Awards. Uh, <laughs> what about that? Prompted you to move to Chicago? That, that prompted me to start crying, and then two weeks later moved to Chicago. What and about, it's not something I'm proud of, but it's what about that certainly you, noteworthy. What about that made you want to go to Chicago? Well, uh, so his speech was like, you know um, – the only person you can compare yourself to is you five years ago. And the only person in five years you're going to be able to compare yourself to is you five years ago from then, which is now. <laughs> you know, he's high on time. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> right. <exactly. laughs> uh, so, uh, so that had me think. I mean, I had always wanted to move to Chicago for comedy. And, sure. Uh, awesome, man. Um, <clears throat> instead, I moved to Arizona, and then I was like, shit, no, dude, I better. Oh, I better go. Focus. Wrong turn. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so, so Colorado to China or to, to Hong Kong to China real quick. Back to Hong Kong, <laughs> then to Minnesota, mm-hmm. then down to Peru, and then, then Minnesota, then Arizona, then Arizona, and then Chicago. Yeah, and that explains your Holy accent. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> yep. I'll talk to you about that joke after <laughs> after we stop recording. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool, dude. Like I, we uh, we were in class together. I think for a term at I O, and I never knew that, man. That's so fucking cool. That's awesome. The thing you kind of learn uh, is that everybody's pretty interesting. Yeah. I think 
the older you get, the more interested you are to learn about how interesting other people are. Hundred percent, one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, there's yeah, <clears throat> there's there's another. I, not, as if I'm not doing enough already, there's another <laughs> podcast that I'm thinking of starting. Nice. That is essentially just that. It's just my just anyone that I find fast because. And it's more for it's one of those that when we started this podcast, mm-hmm. Doug was like, you know, I don't care if anyone listens to this or not, like cause it's just fun for us to do. Sure. And it's the same kind of thing. It's just basically doing it. So I have I have the audio of just sitting down with people because I find just stories, just yeah. general stories, fascinating. Imagine like, when we're like eighty, just right? how, how fun it's going. Right. Be. I'm going to be dead before eighty. That's oh, why yeah. old people talk to people all the time. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Old people will have a conversation with you. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, I, I noticed that, like, and, and not only that, but it's a skill. Like, it's a real skill where someone can just, sometimes it's it's horrible small talk, like the elevator right. story I told you. Right. But then it's other times where it's like you literally can start up an amazing conversation with someone in, like, 10 minutes and be like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah. Right. I had that experience when I was living in the Quad Cities. Yeah. I was at the mall, <clears throat> and I was, for some reason, uh, my path crossed with this, this elderly, elderly gentleman, and he... We did like the nod and the hello, and it kind of tr- one thing led to another. We ended up sitting down in the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And one thing led to another. I was blowing He's, him in the park, and no, then we were good. <laughs> hand to God, no lie. He he was a, an ex priest. <laughs> if that helps. Again, accidental humor, but oh boy. that no, but I mean, you know. The way you the set that up was like whatever. The you know, pl- I nodded. You know what? <laughs> you know, I nodded at him. One thing led to another. Winked. His hand was up my shirt. My hand was down his pants. It was it. We were good. Yeah. Oh, um, boy. I know Oof. who I'm not forwarding this link to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, just you know, again, pleasantries exchange. We ended up sitting in the food court and having an hour long conversation just about you know life That's and awesome. just it was it was awesome. Yeah, it was really like so. Yeah, it just it, that was a natural conversation. Sure. Very easy to get started in, into and. He was an older guy, so it just like he had that conversation ability. Yeah, I have the social awkwardness in that situation where I'm like, "How long are we supposed to do this before I can go?" <laughs> I was like, "Because I don't really want to do this right now. Like, I have things to do and places to go. So, how long do I have to actually go through this? Is, is do I, do, have I reached the acceptable limit?" Oh, that happens on the dog deck of our building all the time. Oh God, oh, all boy. the time. What kind is he? Right. <laughs> what kind is he? <laughs> how was your day? It looks like a dog that I know. <laughs> And then the best is you always turn to the dog and you go, all right, you ready to go in? <laughs> Time for dinner? That's your way out. That's oh, your way out. No. She's getting crazy. Getting she looks fine to me. Same nope. with the baby. He's like, oh, he's, oh, he's ready for a nap. I better get going. Oh, I'm going to use that all the goddamn time. I'm sorry. I got a, I got a baby. I got to go. Bye. Doug brings his baby into the weirdest places just so he's can like, get is, out of those places. This is our out. I'm going to tell my wife, this is our out. We have to use this to get out whenever we have to. Okay? Oh, oh poop. It pooped. Bye. <laughs> Doug just screams poop and walks Baby poop! And there's a run out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Zach, thank you again for joining us. And I th- Guys, thank you so much for having me. This has been great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh I think we, we talked about uh having a topic about uh natural talent or as Justin likes to say, God given talent. Yes. I prefer the word God in most of my conversations. He does. <laughs> uh versus earned talent. And um Would you say earned or learned? I, yeah, learned. Okay. Learned, learned. I earned is a sense er, of I was, like. Uh, so, uh. Zach, Zach disagrees. If you're going to make a distinction between earned and learned, yeah. then I think they are two different things, and that makes it be a third thing because there's God-given talent, then there's learned talent, and then there's earned talent. Okay, okay. give me give me a quick breakdown then. Okay, so God-given talent. All right. I'm athletic. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm speaking <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically. 
Let me paint. Let me paint the listeners a picture. I'm at 280 pounds, and I'm wearing an "I pooped today" T-shirt. You can verify this is true. No lie. You know what? For we're gonna take a picture today. That's gonna be the picture that we're yes. gonna use on for the post. I is. actually am not sure if this is autobiographical as a T-shirt. <laughs> I cannot remember if I have done that thing. I don't know if this is true today or not. <laughs> okay, so uh, you know, Earnstown. So. Uh, uh, I was very interested to talk about this because I mm-hmm. have always felt like I am very talented at a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, none of which are are deserved. <laughs> um, so, like, uh, like a God-given talent would be, you know, you're intelligent, you're really athletic, okay. you're, you know, got laser eyes. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't. You don't know. You can't say there's not. That's true. That's I don't know. It's never been proven. It's never been unproven. <laughs> it's never been unproven. <laughs> It's never been unproven. It's never been I'm not. Sticking, I'm sticking with it. Go fuck yourself. I'm sticking been, with it. This guy must proven. be athletic. He's pretty athletic. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then there's the second kind, and this is the kind I think I got a lot of, right? I was born very intelligent. You guys, okay, so I'm a genius. <laughs> Straight up, guys, I'm, I'm super fucking smart. I, uh, you know, I got IQ tested a lot as a kid. <laughs> Every I got state, a lot of, everywhere you move. I got man. a lot of tests because there was something wrong with the kid. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm a genius. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's, and I used to say that to people a lot, mm-hmm. and I have learned to stop saying that to me. <laughs> but that's like uh, that enabled me so quickly to master so many things, mm-hmm. um, and those things I think are the learned talent because I didn't, I didn't practice singing intentionally. You sure. know what I mean? I grew up with my parents. Uh, both of whom sang, mm-hmm. um, and and I just kind of picked it up. But my brother didn't pick it up, so that I would say is a learned talent and not a God given talent. Sure, um, <clears throat> I uh, sort of uh, fell into being really good at science. Fell into be being a really good uh, linguist, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the things that I was around. Right, not because I really devoted. I was like, oh boy, I really want to be good at reading, and so I will work hard to do that. And that's why, as a kid, boy, when I have a kid, I'm going to push him in all the right directions, man. <laughs> because as a kid, it's not work. <laughs> you get older, it's like, this is, oh shit, man. Yeah, it's I'm... like, I want to learn guitar. I got to make time for that. <laughs> I'm the same thing. I've been trying to learn Spanish for years. Yeah. I just don't make time for it. The ki- oh boy. Oh boy. So, I t- so uh, after Peru, I taught. Or didn't teach. I was a paraprofessional. I, I, I like to say the first thing that I say is a way better version of the thing that I did. <laughs> I, was a, <laughs> I was a paraprofessional in a Spanish language uh, immersion uh, classroom. So a kindergarten class mm-hmm. where you only spoke Spanish to the kids. And so these kids, they go in first day of school and you are only speaking Spanish to them. And they're all frustrated. You know, they have a terrible time for about half the year. By the end of the year, they're like, Pretty fluent. By yeah. by fourth grade, they were better at Spanish than I am. No shit. Because uh, no the shit. teachers are all native speakers yeah. and stuff like that. It's like it's just nuts. And for the kids, it's not worth. No, they're just like <laughs> I'll get if I'm forced into it, I'll pick it up. Fine, you right? It out. Yeah, dude, it's that's that nuts. Uh, <laughs> and then there's earned talent, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are more intimately familiar with now as we get older because we're less able to, um, a- able to. <clears throat> Uh, fall back on those natural ones like we we are forced to go in and make new talents for ourselves okay. but I guess I still don't understand your definition the difference between earned and learned because I mean 
earned if you have to go in and force yourself to do it. You're learning it, aren't you? Like, I mean, yeah, technically, but I would say there's a distinction because you have to make yourself do it. A learned talent. <clears throat> It's just like a learned behavior. You it know might be I mean? something that you pick up kind oh, of naturally. Like you said, like you same. learned how to sing, not because you were forced to do it, but just because you were around it, and all of a sudden you just picked it up. Right. Gotcha. Mm. Kind of like okay. being immersed in Spanish, you learned how to do it because you were surrounded by it, you learned it. Whereas it's like... And now if you learn Spanish, that would be an earned talent. Exactly, because I'm like, fuck, i got to learn this, because I, I choose to. So I guess a learned talent is something you don't <clears throat> choose to do, it's just something that kind of happens? Yeah. Yeah? Along mm. the way. Okay, I get you. Okay, I see and then God saying. given us this stuff right from the beginning. Yeah, you're born. Well, boy, you pop out and you're just like, this he, kid's hitting he, home runs. <laughs> he came out, oh boy. He could shuffle cards like nobody. <laughs> he was dealing from the bottom. <laughs> he was doing the one, two, three. I mean, come on, forget. Oh, he's got the Kansas what City tootaloo. Oh my god, oh, man, he does. He does the Kansas City shuffle, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doug right now is working on an earned talent of jokes. I'm doing it, guys. <laughs> Set up and then punchline. Did I do it? Did I get it? You got it, buddy. I Thanks, guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm earning it. I'm earning the laps. Doug is a very, very funny person. Oh, right? thanks. thanks. I'm buddy. just resting. No, no, I thought that was great. I'm terrible. I, 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 I hate the idea of like stand up and like set up joke. Mm-hmm. I have to write blackouts for my class this weekend and fucking just I'm sitting there going, I hate this. I've got every setup in Mashable. I don't have a fucking punchline. I'm like, I don't know what to do. This sucks. I'm terrible with that. So with that, I'm like, no, that's true. That's 100% true. So as far as like uh, God-given, earned, and learned, we're... I prefer Allah-given. Allah-given? Okay. I prefer Muhammad. So the same thing. Right? Oh, Muhammad's your God. Muhammad's my God. <laughs> okay. That's a new I one. Know, how, does, how does Allah feel about that? Uh, they get along. They're fine. You know? Some they think they, they take breaks. Someone's got to take a vacation, right? Someone's so these You tell me one of these guys doesn't take a vacation time. Once again, my name is Peter Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I not uh, yeah right cool. I live in Illinois, <laughs> Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> you can find me there and kill me there. <laughs> Somewhere in Springfield, there's a Peter Glenn going, oh, fuck. <laughs> shit. What's going on? People keep coming here. Our Springfield audience is huge, man. man it's a big it's a big one. Huge. It's a real big one. So how do you think um, earned, learned, and God-given, like, how is that, a, like, what have you witnessed with that in your life as far, as far as, like, like, for example, I knew a guy who was really naturally good at wrestling when I was growing up, and he started when he was young in, like, second grade and just... Just beat ass. Beat ass all the way through up until about high school. And then all of a sudden, he um, his talent kind of all of a sudden hit a... I would say it, it peaked because he wasn't working at it as hard. Because he was just naturally, you know, beating ass and taking names. <clears throat> to the point where all of a sudden, people were surpassing him. So, because... When you're, a lot of times I've seen that where people have that natural talent, they don't continue to hone it. Because they feel like they don't have to because they're mm-hmm. comfortable with where they are. Interesting. They don't continue to work as hard because they don't feel like they have to. So eventually he was surpassed by a lot of people. I mean, he's still decent, but, you know, he didn't – I don't think he he met what he could have because I think he was also told you are the best right. around. Nothing's going to ever keep you down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard that before. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, uh, so that's part of what uh, being told as a child I was a genius uh, did – 
uh, to negatively affect me. Sure. If you have a, I've read articles about this now because now I, of course, blame my parents for everything as we all do. Naturally. Um, uh, I've read many articles saying that if if your child is a genius or or uh, very smart, then praise isn't the or like uh, praise of of qualities of someone isn't isn't the best way you can raise a child. Rather, praise of actions of a child okay. is the best way that you can raise a child because uh, yeah, okay. um, I remember uh, so many times being told, you know, you're so smart, you're uh, you're a genius by my parents or by other people and and uh <clears throat> and i rem- that you just internalize that and you go well boy awesome that's yeah. that's me i got something to pat myself on the back for now mm-hmm. I, there's nothing i have to do again because i got that pat on the back uh whereas if you praise a child for their deeds then the child's going to want to do those deeds or surpass those deeds sure mm-hmm. um and and so that's why you see a, a lot of the people that become very successful are the people that work so hard. Yeah. Uh, the people that aren't that aren't born with those God-given things, Allah-given things, Muhammad-given things. <coughs> so I want to be inclusive. All-inclusive. Yeah. I want to be Allah-inclusive. <laughs> the higher power-given things. Yes. The, yeah. the 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 you know the birthrights. <laughs> uh, um, those are. Uh, Boy, I lost my train of thought. Uh, uh, those those are nice to have, but but the important thing is to train up a child to uh, to work, <laughs> like hard sure. hard work. So I I guess I would value above all earned talents, sure, uh, rather yeah. than learned talents. One hundred percent agree. Given. So obviously, being you know, obviously being a genius, Zach. Um, what what sort of challenges did you have like growing up as far as like having that sort of knowing having that knowledge and then how did you know did you did you find that it motivated you in any way shape or form to do different things or like did you feel obviously no you know, way it no. felt like a free pass really okay. um so i was in the gifted and talented program mm-hmm. uh in i think fourth and fifth grade and uh <clears throat> Basically, they treated they didn't tr- treat those kids like normal kids. Like we had a bread machine in our class, and they had a budget for us to all have little like keyboard things where we mm-hmm. could like type out stuff. We got a really free creative environment, um, which I wouldn't consider a, a drawback, right? Like sure. that's a certainly a different way of teaching. You had a bread machine in your class. We had a bread machine in our classroom. It was awesome. That's I, awesome. And I had just one. walk into school and just like <laughs> smell fresh baked bread. Oh, every it was day? incredible. Come on. And then we have, you know, we break my schools, man. (laughs) I'm not should have been born smart. I'm not smart enough for bread. I love it's like smart kids. You guys, they thrive on bread. You know, we ought to have a bread machine for him. Complex carbohydrates. Yeah. You know? Buttered bread every day. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was great. Like, hot, too. When it was done, it would be like, okay, class, it's time for a break. And we'd cut the bread and eat it. I, I, I love bread machine bread, baby. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. Anyway, so, you know, it was like a, a different class of treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to do um, – I got to take the ACT when I was in sixth grade. Um, just as like a training program for kids that were really for the record, I took it in seventh grade. Did you did terrible? I did. Uh, I think I did like bad for a high schooler trying to go to college. Like goddamn, I don't remember the number, but I think it was like twenty six or like yep. twenty three. Uh, I think the highest I got was twenty four. So, and that wasn't in seventh grade. That was like my last try. Not like a twenty one. <laughs> 
<laughs> in seventh grade, I remember. Thank God I got a big dick. Am I right? All right. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I don't. <laughs> I remember. That's another God-given talent. <laughs> Is it? Trust me, guys. There's nothing you can do to earn that. <laughs> can't learn it either that would be weird <laughs> um no i remember distinctly in seventh grade i took it to go to this program in the summer um it, and they required you to take the act right and i was like i remember sitting there and i got to the math section and i was just like looking around going what the fuck is this right. symbol right i think it was theta but i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> they're like and i was like i was just laughing out loud and the person that was like the proctor for the test was like shh i'm like no, you come over here and look at this and tell me this isn't hilarious. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? It's on a triangle. I don't know what it means. It's like solved for this. What the fuck is that? And I just remember getting all worked up. And I on the break, I remember when we, I was like, did you guys see what this was? The circle with the line through it. They're like, no solution. They're like, no, I know what no solution is. I don't know what that is. What the fuck is this thing? And just like, I, you know, I would get to science sections and English sections. I'm like, I don't know oh. what the fuck this is. Why am I doing? I'm just looking around, going. I actually had to pay money to do this. Yeah. I look back. I'm like, we paid money to have me go and take this fucking test. I mean, first off, standardized tests can just go oh, fuck themselves. Oh my god. No I don't. Did. I don't know how everyone feels about it, but like they they can go fuck themselves. That is I mean, the I worst. I feel great about them. But <laughs> I know you do. I have a skewed. <laughs> I have a skewed. Opinion. I did okay with it. It's them. the worst. The worst way to fucking to fucking actually uh, uh, ac- uh, assess someone's a, a, ch- a child's. Abilities or their knowledge. It's sure. the worst fucking way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Period. I, just going through that and it's just like multiple choice. Just sitting there going, this is brutal. And I took that thing like four times. Four or five times. Yeah. Because each time to get into that program, I had to take ACT. And I went three times. Yeah. So there's that. Hmm. I think I did it two more in high school. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? This is brutal. Thanks, mom. It's like, oh, program was worth it. But I was just like, this sucks, man. Yeah. A three-hour test of multiple choice. Yeah. Ugh. Brutal. But anyway. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. So you obviously were taking that pretty early. Uh, <laughs> the test. We're getting back in. Uh, that, yeah, the ACT is, is different than the SAT. I know uh, took because a- the, SAT. What's I, like? Well, I took both. Uh, the SAT is more about deduction, I think. Okay. And the ACT is really, it felt like more direct knowledge. Like you have to know theta. Like sure. You can't figure it out if you don't know like what theta is in that example or whatever. I feel like I would have done better on the SAT. SAT, yeah, definitely. Like I, I never took that, but I, I feel like I would have. If it was more about deduction, I feel like that's that's where my wheelhouse is. I can deduce. No, you're pretty good at that. <laughs> I can deduce. I can deduce. Hey, ladies, <laughs> looking for a guy that can deduce? I'm your guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, late so, night infomercial. <laughs> Then I got to go to like this program. We did like a robotics program at the college wow. at DU uh, when I was in sixth grade during the summer, and that was cool. But uh, again, with all these things, it's like it's like a special treatment kind of thing, and so uh, you get lauded for. I mean, I, I got to go to this robotics thing. I did a cool thing. I you know devoted myself to the material, and at the end, everybody's like, you know, oh, you're so smart, right? That's the takeaway, and the takeaway should be. Uh, you're so hardworking. And I had done, you know, my mom signed me up for the thing. I showed up and just kind of just stretched my brangular muscles in a fun exercise. It wasn't, it was nothing that I had done uh, to earn that. And so, like, so now, like, uh, I think the role, the, the label of genius it becomes so much less important the older that you get. Okay. Uh, because at a young age, genius is like, you know, so hard for to be a parent of of 
anybody outside of the normal spectrum, right? right if right. you have a really uh, a kid with with uh, brainular problems, that's an example of my genius. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> special needs. Yeah, yeah if yeah. you have a, a child with special needs on either end of the spectrum, right, it's, right. it's difficult because now you got to decide what to do. And and with a kid that's uh, you know of 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 <laughs> a higher intelligence, of genius quotient. intellect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so did your mom roll up with like like a bumper sticker in her car? And no, like, no, no, no. One mom had like my kids in the honor roll, and the, <laughs> my kids a certified genius. Right. And imagine, think to yourself, which which one of those is more valuable? But which one of those is more, you know, sensational? Right. Um, I would I would put neither. My kid, if they're on the honor roll, they're not getting a bumper sticker. My parents were like, that's, that's not good enough. My, no, my parents were like, we're not putting that on our car. Like, we're not here to brag about what that you're, you're on the doing. Honor. What you should be they're doing. Like, they're like, we're proud of you, but we're not going to put this on our car. <laughs> yeah, like, right, I don't right. give a shit about that. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm all for that, too. And then, of course, you see the ones that's like, my kid slept with your honor student, which I always thought was hilarious. <laughs> you guys ever see that? Yeah. I've not seen that that's, one. That's Missouri, baby. My kid slept with your honor student. <laughs> that's, Booyah! That's Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. Uh. Um, so, uh, so, as you, so as a kid, like, genius means a lot more doors are open to you, right? Um, uh, so, that, so that people hope for you more, right? But in reality... that. They should just hope for you faster. Like, I can count, you know, I can count on putting my kid in this science. Like, whatever my mom chose to put me in, I became good at because that's that's what it means to be a sure. genius. It just means that you process information quicker than other people. Mm-hmm. That's all sure, that it sure, means, and yeah. it's no value judgment on a person. It's just a uh, a skill. So, so parents of geniuses out there, uh, know that that means that 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 they'll pick it up faster, but that. That anybody can be anything. That's right. a fascinating way to look at that. Like, I've never, because, th- yeah, I mean, because there's some people that obviously they just, you know, to, to, to quote Goodwill Hunting, they just get it. They can play, so right. to speak, with, right. with different things. They just understand how it works. So, obviously, if you present some complex problem to them, they're going to be able to figure it out quicker than, like, the, your average Doug of the world when it comes to math. I'm like, I don't know. I'll stall for X, but that's about the best I can do, <laughs> you know. But don't, don't bring no theta around here, okay? I don't want no theta. You know, and there's and there's some things that you know, I if I had to say there's something I'm naturally good at, I think it's it's like leading. Like I feel like I'm a natural leader. Um, I feel like I can teach people pretty well. I have the patience for that. Um, and I think you know that sort of just is like a natural thing that I've had from day one is just being able to do that sort of stuff. I don't know how you quantify that, so to speak, or anything like that. But I, I think I think for me that would fall in the realm of learned talent. Sure. Um, I think, I think that, <clears throat> like my brother is a very good uh, uh, leader as well. Mm-hmm. He's also very good at um, at listening. He's a psychologist. Oh, awesome. But I think that all of these are skill. It's like along the way, what did your brain choose to like make important to it? Oh, that's a great point. Right? Wow, never thought about that. Because yeah, my brother is very smart as well, and he, I think, uh, he's probably definitely one of the smartest people I've known. He always. Growing up, I'm like, I feel dumb, because he just he just got he was he was a lot like you were at standardized tests. He's like, I'll I'll fucking annihilate this thing, no right. problem. I'll just destroy this any day of the week. But he also was like, didn't do his homework or anything like that. Cause he's like, fuck that, I'm not doing that. It right. bored him. Yeah, I was it was like, bored him. Yeah, yeah. And, and he also early on, um, you know, like a lot of people. Did you ever get picked on or anything for being smart or for being a genius? Uh, I no got picked on a lot, but I don't think it was for being. I mean, I got. <laughs> What'd you get picked on? For? I got beat up like a lot. Really? Uh, uh, 
I don't remember. I don't have a lot of memories. <laughs> wow. That's a, legit a lot of thing, and I think that that's related to, to uh, having ADHD or okay. or maybe. So okay, if you'll allow me to postulate. Oh for please, a while. please, yeah. Okay, so oh shoot, I had a point. Hold on. Um, so I struggle now uh, with being a good listener, with with connecting with people on a personal level, because I think my brain has been trained that I'm the most sensational person in, gotcha. in the room, no matter what room I'm in. Okay. Um, and that is something that I am having to unlearn. Like I said, yeah, like the older you get, the more you realize how interesting other people are. Mm -hmm. But for a child to be praised at all times for right, right, having right. such an interesting quality as as genius has been, <laughs> has been, you know, if you say, oh, that guy's a genius, like that's an important thing. Yeah, or yeah, or, yeah. Uh, or it's, as we're dis sure. discovering, it's not that important. Um, <laughs> But it's a sensational thing, right? Yeah. And so for everybody around me to be praising me as a kid, I learned that, boy, what chance do other people have to be as interesting as me? <laughs> no, it makes Isn't that sense. a terrible thing? No, it makes sense, though, because if that's what you're being told, yeah. you're like, I'm awesome. Right, right. Are you, are you awesome? Doubt it. You know, of right. course. That would, I could see how that would come across. And Especially as a kid with, with you know, just the, the limited scope of, of, of vision or rational, rationalizing that you have is that, you know, like, you can't you can't see beyond that what what has just been told to you is that oh I'm the smart great then no one else and you may not have witnessed another person quite as I mean you've been around other smart people obviously in your gifted classes and stuff but you right. may not have found someone that you felt matched you so to speak in right. that sort of way and because the internet wasn't around yet so you couldn't be like oh fuck <laughs> yeah so really the only time as an adult where where genius is still an applicable skill is in wit, I think. Yeah. I think I'm a lot wittier than other people. Sure. 100% agree. Um, just because my brain just does make connections faster, right? Mm -hmm. And again, it's not <laughs> – it's no it's no praise of me because it's just that God-given thing. Um, <clears throat> so, oh, shit. So there was another point <laughs> we got away from. Uh, <clears throat> Boy, you guys fill the space. I got to think of this. No, well, I was going to say <laughs> – oh, so we, uh, Okay, you so got we it, were good. talking about uh, – people being not uh important to me right mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's actually a, a struggle that i've dealt with <laughs> because i want to be like other people that are empathetic that are uh, so good at listening to people and remembering traits about them and and making people more important than them and that's a that's something that i now have to make a learn uh, i have to make it an earned talent sure where other trying to people, be more empathetic yeah where okay. other people got it as a learned talent you right know? right they were they were trained uh consciously or not to to value other people okay um, and so also I don't have memories. I, I mentioned that earlier. I don't, I don't have very many memories at all. Really? Um, Interesting. Why do you think that is? That's a great question. Um, I think, uh, I, you know, a lot of people that are intelligent have some scope of ADD or ADHD, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I also moved about 18 times sure. before I graduated high school and mm -hmm. that, and that includes houses and schools. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's not like I moved to another state 18 times. But it was like uh, we were always in a new space. Um, I'm sorry. Before I graduated college, it was 18 times because mm -hmm. uh, I moved to college once. <laughs> um, so I've learned to like live right there in that moment and and kind of not treat it as a very important moment. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that has to do with with genius, as it were, or or ADHD. But I feel like now, as I get older, I I, I I get better at it, right? Because those experiences are more valuable. But I still, I still suffer from that. Like I couldn't, I couldn't tell you a lot of 
experiences I had in Arizona, for example. Okay. So that's yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that lies in there. That's interesting because I can also see how a lot of what you're saying can fiercely make you a great improviser because oh, absolutely, I, and that, I feel yeah. that I could be right. Sure, I feel that I could be. There are things, of course. Uh, Noah Gregoropoulos said that wit is the number one reason why people would come in and be bad at improv right away. Somebody asked him, is there something that makes people good at improv right away, why we see people better? And he goes, uh, the only thing I would say is that wit is the only thing that makes you worse right away. Interesting. Because um, you're, you're trying to hit that joke. You're trying to be punchy. Right. And, and the thing that makes good improv is, of course, the real, the valuing, uh, interpersonal the relationships yeah. that I'm so sure. bad at. <laughs> <laughs> so if I can only unlock this thing, you guys are going to see a monster, but uh, until then, that's... No, I mean, I, I remember specifically uh, in one class, uh, we were practicing... And I don't remember specific classes. Oh, that's so fine. Cool, cool. Maybe maybe this will jog something, maybe okay. not. But I remember we were practicing um, the Herald... Um, no, we. I think we were in level five with Craig. We Ewing, were in right? four with. No, you're right. It was five. But were you in my four with Archibald? No, I okay. think it was just five. Then, then it was. Just but five. we were doing something where we were. It was. I remember it was with Craig, and we were doing. You know the the group, the games and stuff like that. And we were talking about this stuff that was growing. Like we were doing this like very Harold esque thing where it's like, and then there's this ooze and yeah. da 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 da. And like, things are happening. And then you just go, and out of it comes Ted Cruz. And I just remember, like, that was in, that, over. We're done. Like, that was, like, this beautiful moment where we're talking about all this muck and this growth and all this stuff. And then <laughs> up rises Ted Cruz. I'm like, fuck yes. Like, that sort of thing. I was like, yes. Zach, Zach understands this shit. And he gets, like, the, the, those, that wit clicked on. Yeah, and buttons are easy for me, man. <laughs> I'll give you the punchline any day of the week. Yeah, again, I, I just I can't, can't do, do the setup. See, you guys got to get there together. There we go. I'll set you up. Yeah. I'll, give, I'll give you all sorts of setups all the time. I'm like, just knock him home, man. I'll, I'll just make it hit home runs for me, man, because I can't do the punchlines. <laughs> so would you say that improv is a, a God-given learn to earn talent? Like where would you put that in, the, in, in a general sense of, 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 the, of, the, of the concept of improv? I feel like it's it's learned when you're young, because you learn because you're just playing. Yeah, that's why I feel like class, like improv class for kids, is a waste of money because these kids are just doing this all the time anyway. Right. Like, <laughs> I see, I go to Second City, you know, and I'm like, it's improv for kids. I'm like, so they're just being kids. God, basically. they're making some fucking money off these parents, right? Yeah, yeah. kids are just like, oh, your gun is now a dinosaur, and the other kids like. Yeah, but it's the best dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, and it shoots lasers out of its <laughs> eyes. It's like, okay, cool. I play with uh, my wife's niece and nephew, nephew all the time, and I just sit there, and I'm just like, all I'm doing is improvising with you 24-7. Right. Yeah. That's all we're doing. And it, just we're never, playing, it never stops. Yeah. Because she's like, she sat on, you know, one time we, she sat on my lap for an hour and a half and was like, okay, we're going to play this game where you're a dragon. And I want you to play different types of dragons, and I'll decide whether or not I want to I wanna use you as my pet. I'm like, okay. She's like, okay, be an angry dragon. And I'm like, I'm an angry dragon. She's like, okay, be a sad dragon. I'm like, I'm a sad dragon. It was just like for an hour and a half, I was just playing different characters for her. And she was playing along. I'm like, at some point, I feel like your hormones kick in. 
about puberty time, and all of a sudden you're super self aware. Oh yeah, and all that stuff gets locked down. I remember like, when uh, that happened? Yeah. yeah, I just remember going, uh, "How do I hold my hands at my side when I walk? Am I doing it the right way yeah. or am I not?" Like it was miserable. I yeah, was like, "Do I have yeah, the right shit. jeans on?" Well, that's why do improv. I have the right shirt on. That's why improv A is so fucking. Uh, just at least in second city again, I've never taken an IO. You said IO, you jump in a little bit, a little bit further into yeah. what the second city would be. But yeah. improv A is just it's nails on a it's hard as shit yeah because you you're just so breaking that down yeah, yeah. I, so i would say in in response to your question that improv is an amalgam of talents uh and we all come to the table with some uh variety of learned talents okay right so i'm very confident on stage that it be, that just comes from having you know been in plays in high school been right. on stage forever uh, that is one skill. Another is coming to the table with this innate ability to like hear what people are like, listen to what people are saying, and be able to respond in an emotional way, right? Uh, in a real emotional way. There's uh, coming to the table with wit, right? There's coming to the table with a sort of pop culture knowledge, right? So I think the perfect improviser is has all those skills, but nobody comes to the table with all those skills. It's right. seeing what you have as your learned. Or God-given talents, and then filling in the blanks with things that you have to work with for. With the earned talents. That's what we're all spending our time here doing. Sure, is is working to, to fill in the gaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. And I, it's funny too, because when I think about athletes as well, you see some athletes like, um, like uh, the Steph Curry's of the world. You know, like that guy, obviously has some good breeding. You know, his dad was an NBA. Player, you know, and I, I feel like some of us. I mean, geez, if you look at the Manning family, good God, right? Yeah. RG Manning, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, even the older brother who eventually had to stop just for health rings. All those guys were freaking ridiculous, but at the same time, they also not only do they have probably a natural affinity for it, but they also work their asses off right. to continue to get better. Yeah, but I think a part of it too is, especially if you're playing like a quarterback position, you have to have such a an ability to understand and process information quickly and make decisions and remember things and break stuff down to be consistently good that I feel like there has to, like, I was going to say, I could never be a good quarterback, obviously. Um, <laughs> obviously, I can't throw a fucking football. I've got lineman hands. I'll block all day long, no problem. <laughs> and I'll breathe heavily on you. But, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to look at a defense and go like, oh, they're running the dime. That's still defense, right? I mean, I played Madden '95 way back in the day. Oh, I, I don't know why everyone still at me. run the dime. Is that yeah. the dime package? That's like for like throwing deep, right? How about the flying V? Are, we, that, are they running that? I think so. Now that is definitely football. <laughs> that's that's my that's my knowledge. Of that. But I feel like in the same way, like you're going to bring a certain amount of talent naturally, and then also what you've learned over time, and then obviously what you add earned on top of that is going to equate to kind of like in those sort of situations. And I think it's cool to see that because. A lot of time, you tend to forget that some of these guys, even like musicians and stuff, you're like, oh, wow, look at them up there playing guitar. Guys play guitar all the time. Right. Yeah. All the time. They make it Not look only that, uh, the guys that you really, really admire, um, the Carlos, well, okay, not Carlos, hmm. the Eric Clapton's of the world. Um, well, maybe I admire Car I just don't know enough about him to say that. Yeah, know. of course. I, for uh, me, Brian Setzer. I think he's an extremely underrated For me, guitarist, I yeah. think it's John Mayer, and I hate that that's true. No. I got a long a list of idols that I hate. <laughs> Matthew you McConaughey, been, hate John Mayer. I should have been on our, our Guilty Pleasures podcast. That would have been great. <laughs> uh, I'll, give, I'll give you John Mayer all day, too. 100%. Absolutely. Those guys are, and gals, mm -hmm. uh, I just don't know them. 
uh, uh, okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I will make it my mission to learn a list of ten very good female guitarists this week. That there you be go, all mission. right. Um, I already know one, Leanne LaHavas. Guys, check her out. She's fucking phenomenal. Shout out to Leanne LaHavas. <laughs> you know, get at us. Um, Is that what you say? That's yeah. And Mary Lee Ruin. Uh, just a quick plug. I met her uh, like near Christmas, and then I, she was playing a show that night. I didn't go to it, uh, but then I listened to her music later, and I was like, boy, I wish I'd talked to her more. She is so, That's so awesome. great. She's a really good songwriter. Mary Mel- Lee Ruhan. Melissa Etheridge? Go. Yeah? Melissa Etheridge. That's right. I don't know if guitar is her Come number Come to my window. <laughs> I'll be home soon. I just, that used to be- <laughs> Used to be my jam. Fantastic. Thank you. That's why you see those people evolving. So, like, the only example that I really can point to for me that I know wholeheartedly is John Mayer. Like, he started as, your body is a wonderland, right? Mm -hmm. There's a certain kind of style to his music. He went into heavier things, experimented with more than just the guitar. He went into Continuum and really got back to the blues roots. Uh, And then he did Battle Studies, which was another exploration into different instruments, but it was really about making an album inside of a house. Um, it was about making a breakup album. Um, and then now his last two albums have been about um, him going to this, like, Neil Young, like, country-esque. Sure. Uh, so he bought land in Montana and just decided that now I'm going to, like, devote myself to trying to make folk music, um, but do it with, like, the parts that I have now. So, like, those are the people that we come to admire, and it's not just because we like their sound. Like, you too has has is a joke now yeah. right? because they stopped growing. Sure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. They, they still play all their old songs and, st- and they play their new songs, but it doesn't sound any different than the old stuff. No, you know no, they mean? haven't, they haven't reinvented. They haven't innovated. They haven't. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Someone that I actually think, uh, I've got a, we have a friend who, uh, is, is, I mean, to say he's a fan is a, a, an enormous understatement and doing disservice to it. But Prince, mm. uh, I mean, he is just, enamored with it and I always wrote Prince off and then started to get into him more and started to listen to more of it and Jesus fucking Christ like there's a man who just again like that's a God given talent like he just he knows music inside and out feels it and he's been innovating his sound for sure for year for decades yeah. yeah well that's another thing too is like to I think what's tough too is when you see someone that has that talent but not necessarily that they don't recognize it but they don't also treasure that the same way I'll give you a, a very minor example when I was in college, I did Division Three track and field, so giant. Who cares? Yeah, it's Division Three. You know, whatever. I did it. I had the fun. The crowd in here is going nuts. You it's great. Hear. Yeah, Division yeah. Three track. <laughs> Man, a huge crowd. A big one for that. Um, there was this girl uh, on the girls' team who uh, threw the shot put. I also threw shot put, and um, she would do. Um, there's there's a couple different forms uh, of throwing shot put. There's known as the glide, where you start at the back of the ring, you kind of do like a little kick, yeah, and there's the spin, which spin. is obviously what it is. Yeah. And then there's also something very basic. Usually, it's used known as a warm up because it's only part of the technique where it's called doing a front, which is I mean you do the last part of the throw, where you put your foot up against the the block, and you're just kind of like in the center, and you just twist your hips and throw. That's generally a warm up or something to work on different parts of your form. This girl couldn't do the glide really that well she couldn't do the spin she would just do fronts she made it to the national championship meet wow there you go just naturally <laughs> could just throw this thing and i was like this is amazing like yeah. this is so cool 
Uh, she did. She barely practiced. Just had. She was strong, and she had the ability just to kind of like chuck this. And I was like, she's going to the national meet. There are people on this team that are trying so hard just to go and compete in a regular meet, working hard, working out. And this girl's just like, oh, just gonna front. <laughs> And uh, I remember, I don't know if it was her junior year or whatever, she's like, ah, I think I'm just going to quit and join a sorority. And I was just like, no. Damn you. You, you can't because right. you're going. She's like, nah. And I'm like, <laughs> I was just like, no, this matters so much more. And I was like, that's not fair you know, to her because obviously whatever she right. do whatever she want. But I'm just, I remember being so angry at her because it's, again, like that scene in Goodwill Hunting, where you know he just, he just he lights up that proof, and the doctor's like, "Do you know I, how easy this is for me?" He's yeah. like, "He's like, I wish I didn't know you because then I wouldn't have to see you walk around and just throw all this away." Yeah, and, it, and that's how it was in a, a very much less dramatic way, where I'm like, "You're so naturally good at this, <laughs> just do it because you'll never get to do this again. This right. is a this is a limited window. You don't just get to go out and compete and throw the shot put." Like, people don't do that. You don't regularly. major in shot put. You don't major in shot put. You know, like, Division three shot put, it only goes so far. And I was just like, no, mm. don't do that. Yeah. So your argument then is that if you're naturally gifted at something, it's less meaningful to you, less important to you than something that you work really hard maybe, to be good at. Maybe. Because that's the thing, too, is, like, that That obviously she had fun doing it, but I don't also don't know if she th- it was that important to her. Hmm. Well, you that's know the what thing. I mean? Just because you're naturally good at something doesn't mean that it's going to be important to you. Like 100%. I think, But I think there are those. I, I don't think you can make the blanket statement and say that there are those who are naturally good at something and it doesn't mean the world to them. Like, there sure. are definitely those who... You know, it, it, I think that's a personal, that's a person-to-person basis. I mean, 100%. You know, yeah. yeah. The same as, as people who are not naturally talented, who just all they want to do is the thing they can't do, but they're just, they're going to try and they're going to learn as best sure. they can to do it. So, I mean, I think you get both sides of the coin on both sides of the coin. So, what's worse? You having the talent and not enjoying what that is and don't want to do it, or you... Not having the talent and just going, I want to do this with all of my heart, but knowing that you won't be able to do it well. What do you mean? What, how do you mean worse? What? Well, I mean, what? What situation would you? What's more heartbreaking? What's more heartbreaking? You know. Well, here's. I would say. I would say that if you are you, okay. Let me let me ask you that. I'm going to ask a little clarification. Okay. Let for the person who does not have the God given talent, but they are still they they want so bad to do it. Are they still able to do the thing they're doing? Let's put it in, in American Idol terms. I was going to say, like, are they? Are they? St- <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's say it's some some way that everybody's going to understand. <laughs> All right. So you're Sanjaya. Season three. <laughs> oh, season four. <laughs> <laughs> so America. So okay. So yeah. so someone who is, it's singing. Yeah. Someone who's an incredible voice, but they really just don't give a shit. Yeah. They don't want to go out and sing. Sure. Someone who wants so badly to sing. Yeah. But they just don't have it's, the it's it. Awful. It's just it's not good at all. But in their mind, they're like, I really want to do this. I want to, tr-. and they're and they're trying, but it's just not translating. Well, I would say that if you're able to do the th- like, not if you're if they still go out, if they're mm-hmm. having fun doing it, sure, that's less heartbreaking to me. Hundred percent. Like agree. if they're like if they're still gonna like fuck what everyone else like if okay you yeah. don't make you don't get a record deal if you're still gonna go to karaoke and have a fucking blast doing sure. it then I would say if someone is incredible at it and they just don't I would say that's more heartbreaking from the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say like because the person who doesn't give a shit not heartbreaking for them because they no. don't give a shit. Yeah, but if you're like someone looking at that going. This person is incredible, and sure. they just don't want to try. Like that's heartbreaking for someone on the outside looking. Yeah, at that's true. I guess that's a good point. 
And then someone from the inside, yeah. the person experiencing it, obviously it would be more heartbreaking for the person who couldn't get to that level. Yeah. But as long as they're having fun doing it, who cares? Yeah. So, okay. So I'm about to get real. Let's get real. Uh, Bring it. I don't know. It's a weird segue, right? Uh, so I um, yeah, I have as much li- luck with the ladies as uh, as anybody else does, right? Sure. Well, well, most other people. That's sort of the point I'm, I'm going to start making here. So... <laughs> For me, recently, I've been, uh, my heart has hurt for guys that that can't, you know, that can't. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. That, that lack, that that prowess, that mm. that ease to to be able to, like, go on dates. Like, right. Just, sure. Even just, even just to go on dates. Just yeah. talk, yeah. like, in a normal. Yeah. Uh, do you think there are things that people will never be able to do? Ooh. Like no matter how hard you try or train or learn, like no matter how hard you just can't. Right. I think a hundred percent yes. Yeah. I can because I, I think to a certain level too. Like take for example the person who's like, you know what? If they're satisfied with singing in the karaoke bars and that's cool from the, that's fine. But then there's the person that's like, I'm going to be a rock star. Right. And nothing's yeah. going to stop me. Right. I will never stop because this is my dream. And I've been told that if you work hard, you can get whatever you want. Nickelback, perfect example. Okay, first of all, hey, they are hey, rock stars. I want to be stars. a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like there's absolutely some stuff that you can't do, and I feel like you and I have talked about this before too. Like, yeah. we've seen like these videos that go viral for all the wrong reasons, right? You know, right? And I've been like, at what point do you tell someone, hey, that's yeah, that was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> when is do it, you throw in the towel? Is it right? Is it right for people to um, uh, mitigate people's visions of grandeur? Mm. Well, that is a great question because I also, I also think it depends on is this person doing harm to themselves and other people by following this? Like, meaning like they're dumping all of their money. Like, I, I'm I'm building my own recording studio in my right. basement. I can barely pay rent, but this is so important to me that I can make music. That you know, I need to do this, or the person that's like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait tables and just do server stuff because and move to Chicago to be an improv comedian." <laughs> exactly, like that right. person that's like, "I'm, I needed, I need to be a server because I need to be able to go on auditions and things like that." So, I guess you could argue professionally, they're kind of stunting themselves because they're doing serving, which there's nothing wrong with that, but they're like, "I'm gonna get that audition that's gonna to take me where I need to go," but they're not. Good enough yeah, of an actor. Would would anything else in life make them happy? Like, is li- if they're happy auditioning, you know what I mean. Like, if like if they gave, if someone said, "Look, stop being a server, stop going on auditions, get a nine to five job," sure. they would be just as miserable, and that would be just as much of a disservice to their life as it would be for them to continue serving and sure. continue going on shitty auditions. Yeah. So to who is it? To whom is it more painful? Right. Exactly. Is it more painful for the person that's observing it, going, "God, you just you right. really don't. You really don't have it. You really." Are not gonna have it, sure. Right. Or is it more painful for them, not not getting it, not getting it, right. and, and not getting that they don't get it? Because right. I think again, if it's well, just ignorant, I think that's where it comes. Ignorance is bliss. Oh, sure. Like if they don't get that they're not getting it, then yeah. they're just gonna keep doing it, and they, they but they'll still hold on to that thread of hope, mm-hmm. which makes them go back to that next one. Which it's gotta be on some level, it's gotta be fun for them. Because another thing, like audition. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Hey, I just want to say, uh, anybody listening to this and you too, if I am. Uh, you know, ignorant. If I am, if I am, 
blissfully unaware that I'm terrible at something. Will you just tell me? You want to know. I you definitely want to know. I want to know so I can avoid that thing so that I, you know. Spare yourself the uh, because embarrassment. Because people the- are like, God, this guy. <laughs> he just he's, keeps coming up on he's, stage. He's doing it again. Not even that. It's like, you know, maybe I'm a terrible singer and nobody's ever told me. Well, I, I'm always open to notes, my personally. You know, I like the right. feedback. That's Constructive helpful. criticism. Of course. Right. But I think when if you're talking about a singular person who is going on... I am. This, <laughs> Peter Glenn. <laughs> Springfield, Springfield, Illinois. Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> I, uh, I think if you're a singular person doing, like, going after your dreams, that's cool. But if you, like, say, have a family, if you have children, if you have people that rely on you and you are still... And I hate to say this, like chasing that dream, so to speak, at, and other people are are at also feeling the cost of this as well. I feel like you have to reevaluate your situation. That sort of, you know, to that certain degree. Because again, whatever to each their own. I I've worked enough to be like I need to be happy in my life. You know, I've got a child on the way. And I want to be like, you know what? That's important to me right now in my life. My family and doing what I want to do is really, really important to me. When I, you know, 10 years ago, I was like, whatever, man. I'm going in the music business. You know, <laughs> as you can see, I, I talk like that, too. Whatever, uh, man. <laughs> what, whatever, man. I'm, I'm we're on, du- 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 Fat fa- Albert or something. <laughs> One of those side guys you don't know their name. <laughs> yeah, the guy with, like, the, 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 the creepy, like, ski mask yeah, on. Yeah, like, pulled over his eyes. <laughs> hey, man. I'm going to the music business. Doug worked really hard to shed that accent. Yeah, it's, 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 sometimes it just comes back. Oh. Um, but, uh, you know, I whatever. I was I was so hyper-focused on that sort of stuff. And, like, you know, the, the idea of career and succeeding. And now that has changed so much to the point where I'm like, I really just want to be happy. And these are the things that make me happy right now. So I'm going to do them. Right. You know. And But I also have to consider, you know, I do have a wife and, a ch- and soon to have a child. I need to consider that stuff and what I do as far as how I spend my time and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I can't just be selfish. You know, I have to share my time, and which is, you know, guys, that's that's marriage. You got to share your time. I got to not get married. I thought I was for a <laughs> long. I thought I was for a long time. I, you thought you were married? That's why I thought you. I thought I. I thought I was married. I was just blissfully unaware. <laughs> I was just ignorant. No one told me. <laughs> I thought I was really good at being married. I'm crushing this, guys. Jesus. <laughs> So you don't think you don't think marriage is in your future right now? Oh no, not the near future. <laughs> no, it's got a common career to focus on. That's true. Well, that's right. the thing. I mean, I think I think if you are really working hard, and and really want to make something a huge part of your life, you mm-hmm. have to put everything else aside. Agreed. I think at at least in terms of the way that I think about improv mm-hmm. comedy, because I think for you it's a big part of your life, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's not going to be the center. No. You know what I mean? It is it is a significant part that I would love to make, like, a huge focus at some point in time. I'd love to somehow make money doing yeah. this. But I also have to consider other things in the meantime as well. You right. know, uh, you know it would, it, my goal would be to perform regularly and teach improv. Yeah, you know? and I don't think those are out of the bounds of, of being married, but I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I agree. I, I think uh, you see a marked downturn in... Uh, people's ability to make time for it uh, sure. when they get married in the community. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Like the fact, I you know, you were telling me, you know, how many shows you've yeah, done? Seventeen shows. Seventeen shows in since the beginning of the year. So in this month of January, you've done seventeen shows. Right. I've done zero. So, you know, that just goes to show you, you know, 
obviously that's first of all you know, what we have going on with our group. But yeah. at the same time, you, I always wonder how guys like you do that because I'm like, good lord. Well, the stand-up comedians I used to I used to run like hang around with or have on the uh, the old show that I did. Like, it would yeah, stand-up comedians they would do you know they would every single night they'd be gigging like every single night they'd either go to an open night or they'd be booked and it was it was seven nights a week and I was just like I. I couldn't even fathom doing that. Even like, those like yeah. mid, even those like mid level guys yeah, that, sure. that are are should be past open mics. They still just go to open mics just to just to get the reps in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, work the material out. Get the yeah. And that's the kind of dedication for that stuff that it takes. Same thing with athletes. I mean, something that I briefly touched on earlier, but like these guys are working out all the time. Like you right. look at these guys. Like look at these athletes. They're just going and showing up on Sundays and then playing. No, in right. the off season. If they're, you can call it an off season. They're on a diet. They are right. constantly working out. You guys will not believe how buff baseball players are. Sure. Yeah. Under yeah. those baggy clothes. Under those yeah. baggy clothes, they are. They're jacked. They, they are jacked. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, that is except Fatty Fielder. <laughs> but even he. I yeah. Mean, I mean, he's got the muscle under the mass. fat somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. He's got power, but it's it's one of those things those where big it, doubles are packing him up. You, you people, people just think that these guys are just hanging out doing sports all the time. Like, no, this is their livelihood. Like, they have to be in the top shape of yeah. their life to compete. Or they'll at get a edged level. out real quick. Real, there's Easy, always yeah. someone looking to get in there and it's take all, their job. Every year, there's a younger player than you. Yeah. Well, not only that, it's like you get hurt, that's it, you're done. You know, like yeah. it's over. So like there's so much involved in making that your regular thing. You that get it's married, like, you're done, it's over. It's over, Forget man. Forget about done. it. <laughs> you're done. You're done. Yeah. Hang it up, put your balls in the purse, you're done. Yeah, man, oh. you're all gone. <laughs> that's it. That's your again. accent in the future? or <laughs> Yeah, that's probably what I'll be in the future. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna bring it back. Oh man! Oh, oh man. no, man! Oh, You're man. done. Oh man! I got married and my life is over. <laughs> sing a little bit while I do it too. It's over. It's over. You know what you could sing for me? What's that? The theme song to the throwdown. It's time for a throwdown. <laughs> what is perfect. The every 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 week, I love it. So you want to you want to lay down with the throwdown? All right, Zach. You're about to witness something very amazing. Every awesome. week we do a throwdown. Between <laughs> Doug two, and I get oiled up. We get oiled up. We uh, and we just, all rules are off. It's like pants off, shirts on, and we just go to town to see who can pin who. I'm excited. I, I'm looking forward to describing this to our exactly. To our it's a really good podcast sort of thing. <laughs> it's a very good for the audio where we throw down. We just like I I'm won. gonna read it in old time radio voice because <laughs> one of us will yell, "I won!" It's like, "No, we did it. I'm not pinned." So it's a very much controversial. <laughs> what we do is we think of two characters. Um, most likely, they've been superheroes. Sometimes they're video game heroes. Sometimes Tonight they're not. Sometimes they're elsewhere. Justin will present with uh, two two entities, and we debate who would win in a fight. So pretty simple. And all right. An all out throwdown. And an all out throwdown. So tonight, since there's been so much talk of genius. Okay. Ooh, I like where this is going. We are going to do a throwdown between one Mr. Stephen Hawking. Okay. Pre wheelchair. <laughs> I. I mean, it, otherwise it's not fair. <laughs> okay. I think it's fair anyway. <laughs> Let's hear the contender. Okay. Verse one, Mr. Albert Einstein. Okay. Dead? <laughs> yes. The corpse, they're going to weaken to Bernie's Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to pin him up against pre-wheelchair hawking. No, pre-wheelchair hawking versus young Albert Einstein, pre-dead. <laughs> right around the time when he figured out E equals MC squared. We're talking like physical. And like his apex of his smart. We're I talking- mean, I've seen that picture of him at the beach where he's got a gut. <laughs> he's got a swimsuit on, his hair's blown around. Right. He's, got a, he's got a pretty good gut. He's got his arms. You guys can Google this. He's got his arms. 
Google, Google Fat Albert Einstein. <laughs> fat Albert Einstein. <laughs> but definitely don't stop at Fat Albert because you're going to get different pictures. Put, put you got to put Einstein in there. Equals MC squared. <laughs> oh, man, that's so smart. <laughs> so we talking like mental prowess? We're talking physical prowess here. Uh, both. I mean, they can use whatever they got. I think. Oh, wow. So I think that Albert Einstein is a more uh, personable person. Okay. Uh, from what I've read, I, th- I uh, you know, about people coming up to him, like little kids coming up to him and asking questions, blah, blah, blah. I think that he seems like a person that is more likely to have a, a team of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got a, All right. He's, I don't, he's I got don't a know. team of people behind him. I, did you guys see the Stephen Hawking movie? No. Which one? Uh, the the universe? Theory of Everything. Theory of Everything? No, I didn't. Not yet. Yeah, so it's, on I didn't list. <laughs> it's on my list. It's on my list. So none of us have seen so that? none of us, yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, he's a we're sc- already not on his team. <laughs> he's a scrawny little thing. I, I do mean, like absolutely. Eddie Redmayne. I and, I and I did. I did see I him. I don't like Eddie Redmayne. I really? like his face. <laughs> Got a good face. Why don't you Got like a good him? Face. Uh, in he's he was in Les Mis and he was just uh, uh just so this is my impression of him in Les Mis. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. There's a grief that can't be spoken. There's a pain goes on and on. It was like Kermit the Frog sings, <laughs> sings empty chairs at empty tables. So I can listen. I'll play it right now. So you don't. You, so you don't. You don't like his singing voice. I guess that's what I'm saying, and it's a reflection of his character. So, so based off of Eddie Redmayne's singing voice, you're giving it to Albert Einstein. <laughs> Is that the argument? Yes. <laughs> and next week I'll have a, a proof. <laughs> <laughs> and just you'll have Theta on there. I'll be like, what the fuck does that mean? Theta, why? Um, uh, I also feel like uh, Stephen Hawking is more of a you know, theoretical. Well, okay. So sure. Albert Einstein I was like, well, I, yeah. But Albert Einstein, you know, he built the bomb. That's just, Stephen he, Hawking, you know, right. thought about the universe for a while. Right. You know what I mean? Like one, <laughs> thought one, about the universe. One has more experience making. What are you going to bring a Bing Bang to the nuke fight? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Huh. Yeah, I do. that is true. Oh, man. I, I'm I struggling. Don't, don't hurt yourself. I'm hurting. Or dug asunder. I'm hurting here because I'm like, we. I was going to like, well, we do have like proof of Einstein just, you know, literally rocking the world with the bomb. But then you've got, you know, Hawking, who's like considered so many like important things that may come to pass, you know? I'm talking out of my ass right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I was, I I'm like, where's he going to go with us? I have not read any Hawking. I don't know anything other than, like, I know he's really smart. So I, I think I got to I gotta give it. I'm, you know, I'm going to give it to Hawking. I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it to Hawking. But do why? Because he's a modern man. All right, Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you just call me? Carlin. George Carlin. Carlin. Oh. He had, a whole, he had a whole bit about I'm a modern man. Oh, that, that's the joke that goes shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turn, twat? No. Nope. And that's not how it goes either. At all. Sure it is. Yeah, those are the those are the curse words. No. There's more than seven that you just said. Yeah, you just said oh. like 12. Oh. Well, he added, he added like turd and twat. Oh, I know that he did. Yeah. You're, you're correct. And that's also a Blink-182 song. Okay. That they sing. <laughs> they'd always, they're like, they call, I forget where they called it, but they'd, they'd end stuff with that. And I used to play that whenever we would win a football game, I would ter- put that song on. That would and be like, and it always ends with because shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turd, and twat. I fucked your mom, and it would end. 
the love song, man. Yep. All right. Cool. Do you guys do a censored version of this? I can get to my mom. <laughs> no, I mean, we go. Doug goes back through and just pushes the beat button at every. It's, it goes in post. It's but just yeah. me going. Every time. I don't have the beat button, so it's just. I'm gonna. I gotta give it to Einstein myself personally. Okay. I gotta give it to Einstein uh, because I feel like I feel like he would be. Hawking was he was a scrawny little little run like when he was uh, when he was younger and then I would also say that uh, while I think Hawking might be more more uh, intelligent than Albert Einstein was I feel like Al- Albert Einstein I mean he he built the bomb like you said it's Hawking, hard. and he's German Hawking's British though. I mean Austrian I don't know what is he he's, he's from there a, he's that's ger- a good question he's Germanic but yeah, I would he say he speaks a Germanic language Hawking was British so there's something there. Yeah, to consider that it's totally not. I mean, the Brits really, 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 oh, Brits yeah. stiff upper lip and all that. Right. Well, yeah. Well, he wouldn't cry when he got hit. Then. Well, hey, you know what? <laughs> the sun rose and set on the British Empire at some point in time. That happened. You know. You know that's you're not saying. Yep. Don't, that that's because they had so much land that the sun always rose and oh. set over the British Empire. Oh my golly! I really, I really did not. Put that together until just now. You're welcome, world. <laughs> Doug, you've just been. Doug has just taught you. So, so Inc. Britain won, wins. No, I'm just saying it's something to consider. It's nothing to consider. Well, he brought he brought up that he was Germanic, so I'm like, well, he was British. Yeah, but well, Einstein wins. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, two to one. <laughs> two to one. Einstein wins. Guys, I'm going to say it's tough being the only right person in this room. So. Did God you say? You. Did you say the, the only right person? The only right person in this Just room. Just check it. Right, right. Yeah. He had a little fud syndrome going on there. I didn't know which yeah. one he said. It's tough, yeah, it's tough to be the only right person in this room. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. I'm right. The only one. Zach, thank you so much. Well, thank for, you. Guys. I appreciate it. You were very. You know, you you told us a lot about yourself. You shared a lot. I thought that was really really cool, and I appreciate that. That was really cool, man. Like I said, man, I'm the most interesting person I know. <laughs> Do you uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything we find you on social media? Any shows coming up? Anything? Keep uh, in mind this this comes out whenever it comes out. So oh, okay. If you uh, want to keep it general, that's probably a good thing. If you're on a team or anything like that, we should find you. Where can we find you? Uh, general thing: uh, the last uh, Friday of every month. Boy, is that right? <laughs> Justin, I is sound, that right? It oh, sounds no. like it. Let me check my book. <laughs> uh oh, I gotta check. Two twenty seven, whatever that is, February twenty seventh, whatever that day is, and then the next one. <laughs> okay, Saturday, the last Saturday of every month uh, at IO Theater at ten thirty. Uh, Butthead will oh. be putting on a show called Butthead and Friends live from Makeout Point. Oh, that's uh, awesome! It's gonna be you know it's you know, storytellers, music, uh, and obviously uh, some improv. We got some sketch in there too. Uh, it's gonna be boy, rock is good fun. That uh, is so awesome. cool. And so, so we only got the two lined up, but if we get a lot of people to come, hey, maybe we get a run. So awesome, hands down. Put I'm out there. on board. Uh, Butthead is the also part of the team that had the prolific run at the IO Cage match. That's correct. The was, IO Cage match. Was it 14, 14 in a row? We played fourteen. We won thirteen. That's goddamn impressive. Doug has been nonstop talking about how he's just going to decimate your record. That is totally <laughs> not true. He's been like it's gotten really like violent at times. It's you got to get unsettling. in there. That's the number one thing. The the, the one you gotta thing. You got to play it. The one the one thing I've said is that 
I butthead. There's nothing better than butthead. That's what I've said. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know who to believe. Yeah, we've got. Uh, we're starting our. Uh, we're, we're we're going on next next Wednesday. So we'll see how it oh, goes. Oh heck yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll we'll see. That's all I can say. Uh, any you want any, any any social media you want to share where people can find you? Find your your promotions. Uh, your I, daily promotions. You know, I haven't been on Twitter in a long time. Uh, just do me a favor and you know, <laughs> just hug somebody. <laughs> Per, you heard Zach, guys. Just go my, out there my, and hug somebody. My last name is spelt without an A. It's <laughs> Z-A-C-H-D-I-M-O-N-D. Find me on Facebook. Friend me, and we'll exchange very cordial, non-harassing messages. No dick pics, all right? No dick pics. <laughs> it's against policy. Uh, you can uh, find MindGap on Facebook. Like our page at Mind, uh, yeah, MindGap Podcast Facebook page. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at MindGap Podcast. And if you want to check out uh, my improv team, Class Act, Find us on Facebook uh, for shows and other wonderful uh, memes and whatnot. And Justin has a website. You can find me on JustinStranlin.com where you can listen to this podcast as well as the other one I do uh, every Monday with Milo Stevanovich. That's called The Best Bar Podcast Ever. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael spelled M-I-K-E-L. And uh, while you're in the online universe, go ahead and head over to iTunes uh, where you can subscribe and like uh, or subscribe and review, Right. You you're can not liking you. shit. I'm you're subscribing <laughs> and you're reviewing it. That's what you're doing, goddammit. Review it. <laughs> Review us on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. And then uh, also, you know, let us know. Feedback. Let us know, uh, you know, if there's a topic you guys want us to uh, uh, unintelligently debate uh, just based off of no facts, just opinion, and we'll, we'll do it. It's a one-and-a-half-way conversation. Again, Zach, thanks for joining us, man. It's a pleasure having you. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Mind Gap Podcast. Mm-hmm.